I've experienced sex, mother. I didn't expect to enjoy it, but I did. I felt my body betrayed my will. But I've never been in love. I can't imagine how it would be to devote myself to one woman when there are so many beautiful women and only two willing. I see a beautiful girl walk by. I turn and stare, only to find her turning and staring back at me. It's so easy to get them to bed. No challenge at all. I use women, mother! And sometimes I'm ashamed of myself. I take them, discard them, and even pretend I don't know them when I meet them again. They all end up hating me. Where'd you get that R slash red pill? another episode of are you there pod it's me jessica it's me josh and today we are finally finishing up the never-ending dollen ganger series and actually i say that not in jest because it's still going on we are t- counting only the first four as canon right uh, yeah this is this is where we hop off the dollen ganger uh, train <laughs> although i've stayed on that train regrettably <laughs> but i'll talk about that later but i just want to say i think we've set a podcast record I think we might be the only podcast to have covered all four of the VC Andrews Dollenganger books. Uh, and I I feel like uh, they are better off for not having <laughs> having done it. <laughs> Probably so. But I just want to cue an applause here, Blake. Can you get an applause track later? Yeah, I'm going to drop one right here. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Let's get some claps and going in the chat. If anyone wants to listen to a podcast about that that book, they have to come to us, nobody else. Right. Hopefully there are some uh, uh, Seeds of Yesterday heads that are just out there searching Seeds of Yesterday podcast. And if so, welcome. This is a Seeds of Yesterday stan account. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, okay, as I've read these books, they've been various shades of depressing and uh, bleakness and also just outright trashiness but i think this as far as trash level goes might be my favorite this this one is uh, <laughs> this is insane yeah this yeah book. yeah yeah so well it's not my favorite but out of the other three it might be the only one that i think we would recommend someone to read is probably flowers in the attic oh definitely i'd only probably recommend flowers in the attic but i would say stop there <laughs> but if someone but- <laughs> was like hey i want to know what happens to kathy Seeds of Yesterday, maybe <laughs> just skip all the other books. Honestly, I've read all the other books, and I still couldn't, you know, summarize this accurately. I think a lot of places burn down. I think <laughs> I, I think family lines get crossed up. A lot of incest, a lot of rape. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of domestic violence, probably. Mm-hmm. So. Tubes are tied. Uh, there are some tied tubes. There's, there's dog deaths. There's cat deaths. It's... <laughs> Once again, R.I.P. to Apple. Uh, miss you, buddy. Yeah. Wish, wish you had been in here. I'm going to Google dogs named Apple after this. <laughs> just to see if there's any cuties. Zero results. What? <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, Josh, what do we do on this podcast? We discuss a, using air quotes, young adult novel or books written by or read by youths. And what book are we reading today? We are reading Seeds of Yesterday. By V.C. Andrews, the fourth book in the Dollinganger saga. saga. Yeah. yeah. So 
this is the end. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually going to hit some uh, some real teen books after this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm very excited to read things that are not, that don't have ballerinas uh, and dancers uh, getting Her. horribly injured. All the time. I'll, just constantly. Yeah. Stop dancing. In my notes, I just wrote, someone tell this family, <laughs> just stop dancing. It's time to end the dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not working out. It's not. No one's been a prima ballerina. Yeah. Despite all their attempts, no one's done it. It's time to just stop. Melody might, but we don't know yet. Yeah. But she's not part of the fam anymore. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so um, before I do the quick and dirty Cliff Notes version of the book, uh, Josh likes to pick out a theme beer to drink while we talk about our the book of the week. Josh, what's your book? This What's is your beer. I'm a, sorry. <laughs> this is a Founders Brewing Dirty Bastard because, as we will discuss, uh, Bart, who in the previous book was just a little bastard, has <laughs> now become an old dirty bastard. <laughs> and by old, we mean no, 22. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, an ODB? Uh, really? yeah, yeah. No offense to uh, uh, the real ODB. Yeah, he's much worse than, uh, than Big Baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pouring one out right now. So, uh, yeah, anyway. I guess I'll do the quick and dirty synopsis. And for this one, I can literally do it. Very dirty. In, in yeah. one <laughs> sentence. We'll talk about the dirty later. <laughs> this book does go there. Um, so, for this book, I'm just going to say that this is the family reunion from hell because it never ends. There it is. There yeah. it is. That's that's the summary of the book. Um, I mean, obviously, there's more to it than that, but I'm so tired of taking forty five minutes. Yes, to, try to, like, to just describe break down her plots. It's just too hard. Yeah. So, family reunion from hell. Um. So, I guess we'll just kind of dive in from there. Yeah, it's like one of those Thanksgiving movies that's kind of like the Family Stone. It's the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheffield? Family Dollenganger? Except whatever. it just keeps going. Except they're not gathering for a holiday. They are gathering because Bart has come of age. Bart. And he, as as we've already heard, he has sex now, Ma. Yeah, he, he he's boning. Um, Bart has come of age. He is no longer the monosyllabic torturer of animals. Um, that we know of. Diary clutching boy that he used to be he went to harvard he's a scholar he's a man of letters yeah. now and he mentions it a lot yeah he does well i mean if you went to harvard wouldn't you probably yeah i probably would too so uh we the family gathers to read the last will and testament of corinne foxworth bart expects to inherit everything he has, in the meantime, somehow he still has money. Like, it's not like he's lacking for money because he has completely rebuilt Foxworth <laughs> Hall in the original style. But, I mean, he did add some modern conveniences. Um, I'm trying to think of some, but they did talk about, like, yeah, like he's a, got computer. a computer now. He's got a computer. He's got <laughs> great stereo system. Got some Bose speakers, I'm guessing. He's very close to uh, uh, Christian Bateman, now that I think about it, in American Psycho. Like Patrick Bateman. Patrick, Patrick Bateman. Bateman. Christian Bale. Who did I, did I say Jason Bateman? You said Christian Bateman. Jason so. Bateman. The serial killer Jason uh, uh, Bateman. A, a known psychopath. Well, he's icon maybe. Jason Bateman. Works. So uh, you're saying he has like a compact disc machine? Like just a very My. cool rich guy house where yeah. he's... Uh, All the gadgets. Being horrible to women. It's also, re, it's also furnished exactly the same because what's in there? The swan bed. <laughs> 
Anyone remember the swan bed yeah, from, yeah, the, yeah, first from the first book? one? It's back. How does he even know? I guess from her because um, he read her diary. Or well, her... that's the thing we never really discussed was Kathy's memoirs. Yeah. And I'll get to that again later. But I guess from his mother's recollection and I have no idea how else he would have gotten. Just imagine him handing this uh, giant uh, diary to a bunch of like construction guys <laughs> and being like, here, read through this. Make this house. <laughs> I want these columns exactly the same. <laughs> And also in that attic, there needs to be two twin beds <laughs> and a picnic basket. But yeah, so that's why the family has gathered. That's what brought what brought everyone back to Foxworth Hall. Foxworth Hall is complete. The will will be read. The family is gathering. We've got Chris and Kathy. We've got um, Bart, who has a surprise to unveil. The whole crew will, is back. Yeah. It's a- um, Cindy's not there yet, but she will be. Yeah. And Jory and his girlfriend, well, his wife now. She was his girlfriend in... Uh, if there be thorns, Melody, who is mentioned like twice, but now they're married because that's how these books work. You're right. If if yeah. you meet someone when you are 12, 13, you're with them for life. You're even if they're your them. sister, even, it doesn't matter. Yep. If, that's that's life. They're both ballerinas, though. Right. Yeah. So makes sense. They both do the do ballet together. They're, yeah. They are basically the uh, Kathy and Julian of their generation from what I have taken. Yeah. Yeah. They are just taking the New York Ballet scene by storm. <laughs> so that's why we're here. And they're about to do a an amazing ballet for everyone. Well, first of all, Bart is going to have a humongous party to celebrate the reading of his will, I guess. It's, it's the night before the reading of the will. He's yeah. like, I'm going to have a party like the Foxworths used to, to present our family back to society and... Just, just to keep that Foxworth party name alive. I guess they had some awesome ballin' parties. <laughs> and everyone's kind of impressed that he's not acting like a total, like, psychopath. Well, at, yet. At the par- right, right. But at the party, they're like, oh, he, he can talk to people like a human being and yeah, he, get along he, with people. Yeah, he's, he's got some communication skills. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but before the party, um, he promises a surprise. And that surprise is a creepy old man. <laughs> Who turns out to be Uncle Joel, I guess. Yeah, it would be great Uncle Joel to them. But it's Kathy and Chris's Uncle Joel, who was supposed to be dead. He was like out mountaineering or like. (laughs) He was on like, I guess he ran away from home because he was a musician and Daddy Malcolm did not like that. So he ran away from home to join an orchestra. And I don't know if there was a car wreck or if he was skiing Maybe skiing, and there was like an avalanche, and his yeah. body was never found because that's how this works, right? Yeah, bodies are never found. Right. So he's back. He, I guess he was at a. Oh, he was at a monastery. Like I, I think monks found him. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, "Guess I'll just join a monastery now." Um. So he is a creepy old monk. Um. Who Bart presents as their uncle, which he is, but he's just creepy. What's up, bud? Sorry, it's because my cat. Because anything that can happen in these families, like as as you always say, it's a soap opera. So it just oh, this long lost so and so shows up, yeah. and uh, he's back, everyone. Yeah. So uh, he of course approves of Bart's partying. <laughs> Does not want it to happen, uh, but Bart's going to throw the best party anyway. He even convinces his brother and his wife Melody to dance. Samson and Delilah, his favorite ballet at this party. Because if we have not established enough, 
that these books hate women <laughs> and want to use every like biblical uh, story about how women are evil temptresses. VC's got another one for you. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> um, so the party the party's coming. Cindy shows up. I do want to talk a little bit about how Cindy is presented in the book. This book is we've come back to Kathy's point of view. It's no longer an alternating chapter book with her sons. So I, I even wrote creepy language, Kathy. But um, whenever Cindy first shows up, she like runs to hug Jory. Everyone loves Jory. Um, and this is how she describes Cindy. And I, I guess Cindy's at boarding school because they act like they haven't seen Cindy in years. Mm-hmm. Kathy describes her. She says, she was taller than I, her young breasts ripe and full, her waist very slender, so it emphasized the gentle swell of her beautifully formed hips with the flat belly, while her buttocks fill up the back of her jeans delightfully. Gross. <laughs> Funny every time you read it. <laughs> I guess just the language fills out the back of her jeans delightfully. Ugh, my mom said that about me. I'd be so grossed out. <laughs> like, mom, why are you looking? She didn't Gross. have anything bad to say. I mean, I guess they're all compliments. I guess just it's just identical to how a porn would describe it. That's all. <laughs> just thinking about uh, uh, a a father narrating a son a book about a son and being like <laughs> the bulge in his Levi's <laughs> looking pretty good. <laughs> looking his good six there, pack boy. glistening. <laughs> yeah. Muscles I want to go and squeeze just. Abs for I mean, days. I'd be proud of my boy if he was cut. <laughs> oh, God. Well, she, and uh, uh, she is. She's well. Kathy's not even blood, or not Kathy. Cindy's not even blood. That's true. So she got those curves elsewhere, <laughs> Kathy. But anyway, we also learned that Bart likes to check out his sister because Bart is creepy. Still a creeper, right? Nothing. Maybe, nothing surprising yeah, here. I about... mean, Bart is basically your classic psychopath. He's charming. And uh, can really throw a good party. But at the same time, he is maybe the worst human being. Yeah, it's one of those things where he knows how to socially function. Mm-hmm. This, this is what a human would want me to uh, say or do. But at the same time, just having completely yeah. dark thoughts. Yeah. So the party happens. And there was an event before the party where Bart really shows his psycho side. And it is the family is coming down the stairs in their party finery because this is not like the parties I'm used to as a poor person where you just like show up at someone's house with a six pack. This is like a Jay Gatsby. uh, Oh, definitely. Like uh, posh ballroom. When do we get to use the word ball for a party? I've never had one where I can be like it's the ball of the season. (laughs) But that's kind of how this this world spell. works. Yeah. yeah. So um, everyone's coming down in their, their ball wear. And Cindy comes down. And the first thing that happens. Filling out whatever she's wearing. She's Look, looking, beautifully. We know that. We looking know that. like a snack. Yeah. Um, so actually, I guess the party is for Bart's birthday. Because he turns a certain age and that's when the, the will gets read. Um, so she comes down in her dress. And everyone just starts slut shaming her immediately for her dress even her mother i think does and cindy says nudity is in mama <laughs> in so i'm imagining her in like a j-lo dress although that's not what she was like the, like the green dress. the green one that like she, the v yep yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The D, i mean that's not what she was wearing but right. that's that's what i'm picturing because everyone is so shocked by this like 
15, 16 year old girl's dress. She was probably wearing a normal dress that came down just below her knees. You know, like in this era. I think they describe it, but I can't remember what I think it did show some cleavage. Okay. Um, not that that excuses her mother for slut shaming her own daughter, who she just objectified <laughs> a few pages before. Um, that body is is tight as hell, but she better not show an inch of it. <laughs> um, but here's what uh, Bart goes up to her and tells her to change, and Cindy is stubborn and says, "No way, I'm wearing this dress," and he slaps her. And she says, you are a creep, brother Bart, a weird pervert who doesn't know what the real world is about. I bet you're a virgin or else gay. That's what she says after. That's the realest shit I've heard you say (laughs) out of any of these books yet. (laughs) So what happens is that infuriates Bart and he spanks her. He spanks. He's an adult man who spanks his little sister. Seems like a sane reaction. (laughs) And he, everyone's like, oh my God, what's happening? He goes, I just gave her what you never did, a thorough spanking. If she can sit for a week comfortably, she's got an ass made of iron. Well, we know (laughs) she fills out those pants delightfully, so maybe. Can you believe some people read sexual stuff into these books? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Handing this book out to high schoolers and being like, here's some fun books that you guys can read. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's the party. Cindy changes, but she's not happy about it. We're going to spend a lot of time at the party because this is where a bunch of events happen that right. set the course for the never ending family reunion it's, that I talked about. The party about. is really long in the book. It is because yeah. it, it does set up a, a, a sequence of events, right? So has Melody, I think she, Melody, who is Jory's wife, is pregnant. And Bart. Of course, because these people can just not keep extending this family. Yeah. So she refuses to dance the Samson and Delilah part, and Cindy wants to do it. And I believe that Cindy does do it. Yes, Cindy does dance, and it's also very creepy because it's also a very sexual dance described by the mother. If we can't add another layer of, like, psychosexual drama between this, you be Samson, you be Delilah. Yeah, brother and sister. So, and Bart is pissed about that because he does not want Cindy dancing, but she has to because Melody's like, my doctor says... That I can't dance. I'm, look, I got a baby. Yeah. In my uterus. Okay, so anyway, we get a whole chapter just about this dance sequence at the party. And it's because at the end of the... Okay. Josh, maybe you want to talk about it. Because you probably, growing up as an evangelical son, mm-hmm. I don't remember specifically the story of Samson and Delilah. I mean, I remember I remember the highlight. I remember the haircutting, Right. I mean, that's all you yeah, need to right. know. But at the end, I guess, is he chained up to columns? So, yeah. Okay. okay. So the whole thing is he keeps sleeping with Delilah, who's like this beautiful woman. He's like the strongest man. Well, yeah, I know this. And she's trying to, yeah, figure out. What his how, weakness is. How, how she can get the yes. secret of his strength. Yeah. And it's to shave his head. And he just keeps making up ridiculous things like put my hair in locks. Like, yeah, braid my hair. And it'll work. And uh, eventually he tells her and she's he becomes really weak because he's just like like me now at this point. And so the Philistines chain him up just to kind of make him like a laughing stock. And they're having a huge party. And he prays to God to give him strength one more time so he can kill all of them. And Basically he, pull a temple down on top of them. Yes, or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh so at the end of this ballet, that's exactly what Jory is trying to do. He's chained up to these columns. 
that are supposed to be, I guess, paper mache. <laughs> I think that's how they're described. They're supposed to be like lightweight paper mache. This party's sounding less impressive. As, so as, he as, is... as you say, paper mache. <laughs> Papier mache. Does that make it better? <laughs> so he uh, pulls and he's straining to pull these columns down IRL. Like, yeah. And he succeeds. But the columns are not paper mache. They are filled with wet sand, which crushes him. And guess what happens, guys? He can never dance again. You'll never guess. You will never guess what would happen nope. to yet nope. another, another... Dollinger dancer. <laughs> and uh, so Jory is in the hospital for quite a long time. And during this time period. Way too long in the oh, book. So like, I was bored every time that they kept going Ooh. back to him in the hospital. And it's really kind of sad because his wife won't visit him because she is not a good person. No, she's out. horrible. Yeah. Um, she doesn't want to see is her she husband the worst as a cripple. In the book? Melody? No, Bart is Bart the is. worst. Bart is, but... Melody's second. Yeah. I mean, I... I mean, imagine... Imagine someone you are married to having this horrible accident. Like Blake. Like, imagine Blake. Imagine if Blake is cleaning his, his day <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to make it specific look, about Blake, look, but here's yeah, what would happen. Here's what happened. Blake is cleaning his day tops. I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> Those <laughs> fuckers just fall on him. Nobody knows what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're crossing <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. It's a giant curio cabinet. It's a That's big curio cabinet. <laughs> where he's... You don't need to know what's in it. Or... <laughs> Collectibles. My knickknacks, guys. My, my tchotchkes. <laughs> I see 40 Batman. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> Or happen to collect Batman memorabilia. <laughs> There's so many. So, oh, okay, so I'm in the okay, kitchen. Anyway. I hear a crash and a scream. I come running in. It's Blake under a pile of Batman and glass. That's how I want to die. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're not dead. You're just crippled. No, I want to die that way. But go on. I want to be crushed by Batman as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> but imagine if I was like, I'm never visiting Blake in the hospital. I can't see my husband in his ruined... Daytoff, ruined by Daytoff state. Like, I yeah, can't. Right. It's uh, it, like, what a It's just a level of cruelty that. It's cruel like, and it's cowardly. Right. Oh, yeah, of course. I'd be yeah. less than a man at that point. I mean, why would you want to see me? <laughs> I wouldn't do I mean, that's what she says. No, she literally does say that. She's literally yeah. like. Are they I, like Klingons? Like, if you're injured, do you have to end your own life out of shame? He wants to. Yeah. He does not want to live, kind of like his own father did. Right. And in fact, Kathy puts herself on suicide watch. Yeah. Yeah, because she's afraid because Julian, her husband, after his accident, killed himself. So she is afraid that Jory, that history repeats itself because that's what happens in this family. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. So she's afraid that he also. It's like the world's shittiest magnolia. (laughs) (laughs) The past is done with the past. Yeah. Uh, Past ain't done with us. Just watch (laughs) that. Sorry. So uh, Melody refuses to go see her husband. She's pregnant. She's moping around the house. Kathy is doing everything she can to get her to go. And Fanny is like, you horrible person. How could Melody make it worse? What could she do that makes it worse than not go and see her husband? Oh, probably bang her husband's brother. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. that would be it. That would probably make it worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what she does. Right. Yeah. She starts banging Bart. And Bart has always had like these creepy stares at Melody whenever she enters the room. So... Bound to happen. And Melody's always been like, I hate him. I hate him. Right. I guess she was just negging him, maybe. <laughs> because turns out she, she probably likes read that him. diary too. That uh, from, <laughs> what's his name? The Malcolm Diary. Yeah. Yeah. And Bart is doing it in part, at least, just to be because he still resents Jory. I'm sure that's part of it. Yeah. And 
And also, he's just a horrible person. And he's just a dick. Yeah. 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 So, and I think he claims that he really did love her. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember what repels him from her. Do you remember? Mm -mm. Because eventually they, I mean, it doesn't work out. Yeah. So... I was shipping them so hard. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> so sad. I've made so many YouTube compilations set I to cried, uh, songs. I cried, cried a lot. To Coldplay's uh, 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 Fix You? Fix You, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Mine was to Yellow. <laughs> so. That's how we're trying to rope in all the Seeds of Yesterday fans online. We're creating content on every possible website. Just trying oh, okay. to get them Okay, I took notes on this. Need okay, some TikToks so. on this. <laughs> Here's the thing is Melody feels like here's why Melody Melody makes a confession because everyone in this family has secrets. There's nothing can just happen for a reason. It's right. always someone has betrayed someone else. And I guess that Jory and Melody had made a decision that they would not have babies until they were established at the top of their um, their career. Like they were the world's most famous ballerinas. But she really wanted a baby. And so she quit taking her birth control pill and got pregnant. And so she feels like the accident is her fault. Because that has led to this, yeah, I guess. Okay. Because that's another reason they came down and decided they were going to stay is so they could get out of the city, I guess, because she's pregnant. It makes no sense. I don't know why she feels <laughs> that the accident is her fault just because she was like, going to stop taking my birth control because it's not. I mean, someone else. Did you fill the things with sand? and? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, she didn't do yeah, that. Yeah. So whatever. Um, but basically, <laughs> here's the best part. <laughs> so they finally, finally, Jory's back from the hospital after like 400 pages, it feels Too like. Too long. Very Too long. long. Um, they can't read the will until Jory's present. So this whole time, Bart has been waiting for this will to be read. And... Just pacing really around, just, having sex with everyone in sight. It's really just kind of sad, too, because they try to make the... The house, like, they try to get it ready for Jory and make it comfortable for him. And I think the most callous line, I wrote this down, um, and it is Chris trying to, you know, have Jory just pick himself up by the bootstraps and realize he's still got a lot of life to live and a lot of talent. And he says to his son, the road to achievement is still ahead and wide open. Only you'll have to roll along that road instead of run or dance. Oh, Christ. <laughs> this is the worst. The worst thing. Right? Just get away from all of these people. Uh, Does he teasingly call them wheels? No. <laughs> oh, God. No. I mean, that seems to be the, the, the level of, uh, of respect we're going to here. I just can't imagine saying that to someone. Like... Well, you Should have know. a permanent limp now, so. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm sure you'll limp your way to success. <laughs> like, you'll you just know. get there a, a bit slower, buddy. Yeah, yeah every, everyone in the family is terrible, except Jory and uh, 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 the daughter. Cindy. Yeah, Cindy. Yeah, well, yeah. they think she's terrible because she has sex and enjoys it. But right. we'll talk about because that later. Right, exactly. Like, everyone else in this and family. And also, she's not effing anyone in her family, so I guess she's a horrible person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, keep this, it in the doll This stays in the clan. Right. <laughs> um, but I think it's really sad because when they read the will, they don't have, like, a wheelchair for Jory yet. I believe he's on a stretcher. Like, as they're reading the will, he's just laying there. It's so sad. It's <laughs> the worst. Um, but they find out in the will that Bart um, won't inherit his money until he's 35. Chris is still in charge of the estate. 
until Bart is 35 and Bart is livid. Mad. He can't buy a new sports car. Can't get all his. He still got like I think it was like he still gets five hundred thousand a year or right. something insane. Like he still has plenty of money in some trust that he gets a portion of every year, but he doesn't get the whole whatever. His I need to rebuild is. eighty more Foxworth halls. You know, like I just it's like Sim City, but he's just recreating this horrible place just over and attics, over. just attic after attic. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the, the uh, Winchester Mystery House, but all attics. <laughs> So um, later on, this is when uh, Kathy finds out about Melody and Bart's affair and she confronts Chris and Chris goes, oh, I already knew. I walked in on them one day and he was kissing her breasts. What the <laughs> hell? Number one, a lot of breast kissing in V.C. Andrews books. I don't know if you've noticed that, but a lot of breast kissing. OK, I changed my mind. This was totally written by a woman. <laughs> <laughs> if that's where the focus is. <laughs> Because in in the way that these books are like sexual, it's it's not as graphic in the way that you know what I mean. Like it is something like I mean they are pretty. Uh, they can go there. They can, but it's usually like riding on top or something like or that. Or kissing some boobies. Yeah. yeah, but it's not like so it's not like Fifty Shades of Grey where they're no. like sticking beads inside. No, places. didn't the first book like describe some spurting of some that was the second book yeah that was well, dr paul that's pretty triple yeah X-rated. no no i said it can go there yeah. but they're not like right. degrassi it goes there yeah they're not incorporating toys maybe that's what <laughs> maybe that's, that's what josh is trying to say no not so, really i'm just saying it, it's they're not, not incorporating like bdsm the brother might spank but he won't use a riding crop when he does so. <laughs> yes well here's okay so Thank you for listening to our young adult podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, if you're uh, not 18, turn it off. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Please, uh, youths, uh, uh, I, I don't listen, or I think we might get legally in trouble. Probably. All I said was riding crop. Come on, <laughs> grow up. Uh, I think someone said beads in holes. <laughs> but I think that Chris wants Bart and Melody to be together. Like, I think Chris is like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Because Chris is the worst, which I've established. Um. So there's a chapter called Holiday Joys. I want to talk about this chapter (laughs) because in this chapter, Cindy comes back from school, boarding school, and she brings along her boyfriend, Lance, and she acts very chaste and sweet. And he's got his own room like somewhere else in the manor. And um, Joel, the creepy uncle goes to Kathy and says, your daughter is having sex right now. She's got a boy. That Lance boy is in her room. And Kathy's like, quit stalking my children, but I got to go check this out. One, stop being a narc, Joel. (laughs) Like, let her live. God, Joel, you're the worst. So Kathy goes, of course, to look, and she's watching her daughter have sex. And it's described pretty... Yeah, that yeah. that's a moral graphic. So thing. they're standing there. She and Joel are watching this girl have sex. Who appears? Sneaky Bart. Sneaky Bart shows up, and always um, just peering around the corner, like that one guy in the meme rolling, rubbing, rubbing hands his together. hands together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he appears and he bursts into the room, and here is a description of the scene. I whirled around to see Bart, who was staring at Cindy, who'd rolled on top of Lance and was lustily riding him, crying out four-letter vulgarities in between her (laughs) moans of ecstasy, entirely unaware of anything but what she was doing and what was being done to her. 
This shit's poor. Bart had no indecision. He strode directly to the bed and caught hold of Cindy around the waist. With a mighty heave, he tore her off the boy, who seemed helpless in his nakedness and on the <laughs> bliss and the bliss of what had been going on. Bart ruthlessly hurled Cindy to the floor. She screamed as she fell face downward on the carpet. And then Kathy, I guess Cindy calls her brother a jerk. And Kathy demands she apologize to Bart. uh, (laughs) And I was like, what? Okay. And then Bart lunges forward and catches Cindy by the hair. Here we go. She tried to run, but he held her too securely. I rushed forward to prevent him from striking her by clinging onto his free arm. Above her, he towered. If you ever so much as speak to me again, little girl, you'll rue the day. You're very proud of your body, of your hair, of your face. One more insult and you'll hide in closets and break all the mirrors. Why wasn't this guy locked up? Uh, Never should have been taken out of a basement. Should have been put put in that basement and kept there. (laughs) Just like, and I don't understand why Kathy, like, goes along with it. I would have said, we're leaving. But I guess they couldn't because Jory's recovering. But also, it's like, you have money. You can find a little cottage somewhere and make it accessible for your son rather than having him live here with this horrible monster child right who is running around pulling people off of people while they're having sex and spanking your daughter like i don't understand why kathy still claims to love bart or wants to stay there i just don't understand what is going on she may still have guilt for knowing she doesn't love him (laughs) maybe or from feeling like she's responsible for his actions. I don't know if any of that's true. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. I would still throw him in a basement. He's, yeah. We can overpower him, guys. Yeah. So that was a chapter called Holiday Joys. <laughs> I just want to point that out. <laughs> the next chapter called Christmas is even better. So, um, at some point, Jory has to find out that Melody and Bart had an affair. And what better way to learn about this affair than on the day we celebrate the Lord and Savior's birth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jory has been given all these gifts to keep him busy. And one of them is making this ship. Just all Rubik's Cubes. It's, <laughs> it's the 80s. But it, but it's one where it can't be solved. They <laughs> put stickers around so it doesn't work oh, out. No. It's the worst. Um, but he's been making this ship, model ship. Like a model, yeah. That he's been working on forever. And apparently Bart is jealous of this ship and wants it. I'm must be one hell of a model ship. I don't know. I've never looked You're at a model. You're awfully proud of your pretty little ship, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a Bartism. Yeah. Um, so Jory decides to gift it to Bart for Christmas. And Bart opens it and the ship is shattered. Like it is broken to pieces. Like someone intentionally broke the ship. And Bart says, I should have known you would find the perfect way to repay me for sleeping with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> And it is wrecking I mean, your ship. Someone gives you a broken ship. That's the way to. <laughs> uh, that, you fuck my wife. I break your toy ship. That's a mic drop. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, oh, think again, buddy. <laughs> that's how Joy learns that Melody was not faithful. And it's just horrible the way he says it. He says, I'm not lying. While you lay on the hospital bed inside your cast, your wife and I shared one bed. And eagerly enough, she spread her legs for me. Who talks like this? He's just the worst. The worst. The worst. Why? Anyway. So, guess what? There's another Foxworth ball because it's Christmas. <laughs> and this we're, party- s- we're still going to have a party. Yeah. Like- <laughs> still going to party. Everyone comes down in their finery. There's musicians. There's 
catered food. It's just everything is beautiful. And there had been some bad weather. So people are afraid that maybe people won't show up to the party. And it's getting later and later and no one's there. And guess what? No one comes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bart. Um, Kathy has a suspicion that Joel took all the... um, the invitations never sent them and then sent out individual RSVPs to Bart. So it made it look like people were coming and that people received their invitations, but no one received an invitation. A pretty good gag. Uh, not a bad gag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, am I going to say that Bart didn't deserve it? Because he did. No, he did. Yeah. yeah. So I just kind of like that. Someone making 80 like fake accounts for me making a Facebook event and saying coming on all of them and then no one coming and me just sitting Yeah, that's god tier trolling yeah (laughs) so i think kathy tries to tell chris again her suspicions about creepy joel and how he's manipulating bart and that's why bart's behavior is so irrational because he's got this manipulative religious person he needs he needs a man to be manipulating him into doing evil apparently right yeah although he's just evil he's just an asshole so Chris, once again, does not listen to his wife. Once again, men are not listening to women when they should be. I'm doing it right now. Blake. It's <laughs> a good gag. <laughs> Blake, if I ever tell you that someone's creepy, you listen to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But uh, guess what? Melody has babies. To his birth. I think it's on Christmas or the day after Christmas, mm. of course. Because everything is just compacted into all of this. <laughs> Gotta get it in there. Yeah. Um, and what's funny, I think she names them, well, I know she names them. They name them Darren and Deidre. <laughs> and Kathy swears they are the reincarnations of Carrie and Corey. Very healthy. Very uh, 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 good for this family to keep. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It's just bonkers. And I think Chris says, don't tell Dory you call them Carrie and Corey in secret. <laughs> I'm going to call them that. I'm going to put them in the attic and play with them up there. Oof. I'll teach them to dance. Yeah. So, um, and then soon after, Melody abandons the family. Um, I think she leaves like a long, apologetic, sad sack letter and goes back to New York and resumes her dancing career and remarries some other dancer and... I think Cindy comes back and tells, because Cindy's in New York for some reason. I don't know why. but um, Just a hip, cool kid. I mean, yeah. If you look that way in those jeans, I'd be there too. <laughs> uh, so, but we find out she remarried and she's she's pursuing her career. But she did abandon her husband and her children. So. Once again, one of those big speed up things <clears throat> in VC Andrews. Very sped where, up. Like, yeah. We spent 300 days on, uh, or 300 pages on a few days of this party. Now let's just boom, boom, boom. Do a bunch of... Get them all out there. Yeah. So once again... Well, actually, let's stop for a second. Um, At one point, Bart announces that he's going to build a temple at the mansion. Do you remember this? Uh, For his Uncle Joel to worship in. Just like Jeffrey Epstein did on his island. Yeah, (laughs) it's creepy Jeffrey Epstein temple. Yeah. Yeah. so he knows he's going to build that and that he is requiring everyone in the house to attend <laughs> Sunday service. And Kathy's response is, I like to sleep in. <laughs> I mean, that's basically that, what she says. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's me. That's how I feel. When I was a kid and I had to go to church, I'd get pissed because I'd be up in the morning early because I wanted to watch my cartoons. I was watching my Scooby-Doo on TBS. On Sunday morning? Yeah. Yeah, uh. Sunday? Okay. 
on TBS? I don't know. They had they would show reruns Cable of Scooby Doo. I was watching Network Saturday stuff. Yeah. Well, I watched that too on Saturdays, but on Sunday they did reruns of Scooby Doo. I wasn't allowed to watch Scooby Doo. Why? Ghosts? Uh, very. You know, honestly, they should have let me watch it because they were never real ghosts. They're not ghosts. It's going to teach you that ghosts aren't real. Are actually uh, just a, an old man. <laughs> yes. And a mask. Yes. Yeah. Who owns this abandoned carnival? I don't. I don't know. Was it usually the same? Was it always different people? It was yeah, always it different was, people, it was different but it was the men. same premise. <laughs> it was always like it's old man Willoughby. Yeah, <laughs> that old man we met earlier in the episode. It's this guy. But didn't they do like other ones where like uh, some movie with Vincent Price where like they dealt with all sorts of satanic shit? Well, I don't. I want to watch that. Wait, so. what? A Scooby Doo movie? Yeah, yeah. Like Look in the up. cartoon. Look it up. There's a cartoon movie with Vincent Price. Oh, with I got you. Okay. I think it was in, it was like warned against in one of these Christian videos. Hmm. Maybe even something you. It's probably something I pointed us to. I don't remember. But it, it was, it was hella occult. That's I, I will say that uh, I've never seen an episode of Scooby Doo, but I did watch the like 2000. One movie movie with Matthew Lillard and Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, and and he, who played Daphne? Uh, uh, the woman from uh, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, shit. Linda um, Cardellini. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And who was slim thick as hell on that. Okay. No love for Linda Cardellini. No, she's, no, she's the best. She's the, only, she's the only good person. She honestly movie. should she's have awesome. a... Just as good of a career as Seth Rogen and uh, oh, yeah. Jason uh, Biggs. No, <laughs> uh, uh, Jason Siegel. <laughs> yeah, like her career should be just as good. Should be better. I think she should be better than Siegel's. She, she's like on a network show. She was on ER something. for a while, yeah. right? And yeah. then oh, she's on she that, was on Dead to Me on, on Netflix. Dead I, I like that. Great I like Dead, Dead to Me. me. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I'm just saying she should be a marquee star. She should also be in movies. But I, I guess TV's better now. So I think I think. One thing they get away with is that they write their own movies. You know what I mean? Like, but that's probably a thing that they fell in with that Apatow. Apatow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apatow. Let Apatow. Linda write a movie. Why can't I say Judd's name Apatow. right? Apatow. Yeah. Apatow. Uh, <laughs> don't put that. My in. only, my only point about uh, Scooby Doo. Yes. Is I don't think I've walked out of a movie uh, in my life except for that because he was having a fart off between uh, Shaggy. Okay. Matthew Lillard. Uh-huh, okay. And Scooby. They were having a fart off. Wow. And I said, nope, no, uh, this is not for me. <laughs> that never happened in the Josh cartoon. Josh is above it. Yeah. There was never a <laughs> fart off in a cartoon. Okay. They they Too were lewd. normally, they were both kind of uh, spacey, stony slackers. Yeah. Who ate Scooby snacks a lot. But there was never like a fart off in, in the mystery machine. Nothing like that happened. I don't like fart jokes. Yeah. No, lazy, no, lazy no writing. Farts, just huge bong rips, <laughs> <laughs> which I am fine with. Yeah. Um. So after Bart announces he's gonna pious Bart announces he's gonna build a temple. It's summertime. Cindy comes back. Cindy just gallivanting around the world. She was at boarding school. She meets up. At first, they think she's being really well behaved, and she seems to be getting along really well with Bart. And she talks about how she loves going on nature walks. Turns out she's met a guy and she's boning him on these nature walks. <laughs> um, and can't risk it in the house. Nope, you can't. So the guy's name is Victor Wade. And I guess they do go out at one point. I guess they go out on dates and sneak around. But he, I can't remember exactly how this happened, but Bart finds them 
in the car as they're banging around and he uh, pulls Cindy out of the car while she's screwing around with this guy and then beats the ever living crap out of the guy. That's his go to move is beating men that are having sex with your sister. Is he ever not there when his sister is boning down? I don't. I think there's a theory to this, and I think it's that Joel listens to the um, the help um, to the to the housing staff and hears all their gossip and then reports it to Bart. And so Bart, there must have been some gossip about Cindy sneaking out of the house or something, and that's how Bart found her. He's just gross. And then, so this is Kathy sides with Bart Mm -hmm. and tells Cindy what she did was horribly wrong and she's a sinner and she needs to apologize to Bart. And then to that, uh, Cindy replies, now go on and call me a sinner like Bart did. Yell and scream and say I'll go to hell, but I don't believe you any more than I believe him. If so, 99% of the world's population are sinners, including you and your brother. Burn. Got him. Got him. Burn. Yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah, don't lecture all the people lecturing her all the time are just the worst, the, people. The worst people. Yeah, Cindy's got her head on straight. She knows right. that nudity is in. <laughs> she knows that sex is fun. I hope she's practicing safe sex. That's my that my only thing as a mother would be like, listen, you're 16. You're going to be boning. Do you have condoms? Let's, let's put you on birth control. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I think she's the only she's as close to someone being in a healthy sexual relationship as anyone in any of these books. Yeah. Well, we do get a a new person some fresh blood in the books whenever Kathy hires a nurse. (laughs) And why does she hire this nurse? It's to help Jory, but secretly she's hoping that the nurse and Jory will hook up. Yeah. Right? And that doesn't happen. Instead, (laughs) Bart and the nurse hook up. (laughs) That's the worst. (laughs) Until uh, Bart discards her, because that's what Bart does. Yeah, as he he says. And then suddenly the girl's like, Jory, you're right in front of me this whole time. I love you. Just couldn't see you in that wheelchair. I would not want that. I wouldn't want my brother's seconds. (laughs) I guess Bart is afraid that um, this nurse, Tony, only wants his money. And Joel is telling him that and feeding that in his head. So uh, basically he, he dumps her. And um, and Jory, Jory wins her over. Um, good for Jory, though. A success story, I guess, yeah, as I much guess. as this book can have. At least they're not related. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the saddest thing I could say, like if uh, uh, one of my friends, we were all going out and someone brought in a new uh, person they were in a relationship with. And I was like, at least they're not related. <laughs> <laughs> like, probably not the ideal best thing you can say, but for, for the Dollinganger's. <laughs> I guess yeah, it is. Yeah. That's a win. Yeah. Um, and what's awkward is she stays on as the nurse after they break up. After she breaks up with Bart. Mm-hmm. She stays on as the nurse. This has got a lot of tension in this household. Like, there's the creepy great uncle. There's Bart. There's Just lusting after ex- his sister. Yeah, there's ex-girlfriends uh, who are taking care of Jory. There's these twins who are reincarnations of Corey <laughs> Carey just running around the house. Um, and Chris at this point has also kind of, I don't want to say he's neglectful of Kathy and his family. He's got a job as a researcher, a cancer researcher at yeah. a research hospital um, somewhere that he really, really loves. So he's staying in, I don't know what city Charlottesville. I don't know where they're at. Whatever. Yeah, sure. He's staying in the city, has a little apartment there 
and um, that's where he stays throughout the weekend. Only comes home on the weekend. So, and Kathy keeps saying like, "There's so much weird stuff, and Joel is awful, and Chris never listens to her." And I can't remember. Um, there's a point where he's like, "Okay, you know what? We're gonna get, we're gonna look for our own home," and it might be after the the Bart Tony breakup, mm-hmm. um, and and the Cindy, the last straw with Cindy, but that might be what what leads him to decide that they need to move out. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably a good idea. Probably should have done that 200 pages ago, but whatever. So there's, they're searching. They're going to, they're going to sign on for the house. And there's a, a day where, um, the, the little, um, temple has been built and she notices that the twins are missing doesn't she follow them and they're in the temple? So she spies. Mm-hmm. And basically, Joel is preaching a sermon. And Bart is there and Bart's singing. And apparently he is like Charlotte Church. He's got the voice of an angel. Yep, he's great. <laughs> so what she says, I think at the end, she's like, we never knew your talents. And apparently you're a great singer. Everything else you sucked at. But I mean, you, you suck dance. at being a human. <laughs> um, but what a great, great uh, singer. So um, was it but, Ave Maria? Sorry to interrupt. But, <laughs> was, he, was he doing the soprano part to Ave Maria? <laughs> I like to picture that, but it doesn't specify. That's he, what's in my head. Okay. He could. He could. He could very, okay. very well. Um, so in the sermon that Joel is giving, number one, it looks like the kids have been there before because they're complaining, mm-hmm. and but they also know the motions of you know sit down, listen, get up, sing, sit, you know. So, um, but it seems like the kids have been there before, and. In the speech, Joel slut shames Kathy, and then the well, anyone in a room with her at any point has to, I guess. I that's guess that's a slut shame any woman just at any rules. point. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But there is a mantra that the twins have that they recite. Do you remember this? No, wait. Okay. Uh, it's towards the end. It's one of the last chapters. Uh, my book, I, I have it written down as seven forty nine. But um, the mantra is, and these two twins are chanting it. It's, we are children born of evil seed. We are the devil's <laughs> issue, the devil's spawn. We have inherited all the evils, all the evil genes that lead to incestuous relationships. <laughs> what a fun mantra to have. Like, yeah. that's actually what my therapist tells me to repeat to myself when I'm, <laughs> when I'm feeling anxious. I am the devil's issue. Yeah. <laughs> I am the devil's spawn. So they're just like, I don't know. And then Dory has had pranks played on him. Do you remember this where he talks about the pranks? Yeah. And... I think Kathy thinks it's all... Does she think it's Bart or Joel? She thinks it's Joel. She thinks it's Joel, yeah. Yeah. And the pranks are kind of dangerous. Like, I think there's glass in his bed when he tries to heave himself onto it. You know, it. a classic fun prank to do on someone who is handicapped. Is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let me see if I can cut him. Let's cut you up <laughs> yeah. real good. A real jackass yeah. move. <laughs> and I think at one point he wakes up and he is in bed and his covers are gone. And he can't find his chair. Like, it's not next to the bed where it should be so he can get into it. And all the windows are open. And so, and it's freezing cold. And so he tries to, like, he gets out of bed and tries to get himself over there, but he can't. Um, anyway, these are the pranks that are played on him. But later this on, he wakes Johnny up. This is Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and then even, they just let Bam Margera Even Bam didn't do that to uh, uh, his, his, his dad. Uh, yeah, who... Or Uncle Phil? Vito. Yeah, yeah Vito. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's Uncle Vito, and then there was Phil. Okay. His dad was Phil. Yeah. Yeah. Bam's a better human than Bart. These are bad pranks. Yeah, they're not. They're not even funny. I'm not laughing at these at Mm-mm. all. 
But I guess he never told Kathy about that, and he tells her about these pranks. Um, and that, I think that was the final straw. I think they're like, oh, you almost froze to death? We should get out of here. Anyway, um, Jory has, like, the flu or something, so they're going to move as soon as the flu is over. And also, Cindy talks to her mother, and she reveals that the night that Bart caught her with Victor Wade, the guy in the car, that uh, Bart carried her naked to Joel and allowed him to spit on and curse at her. What? <laughs> yes. It's a revelation that Cindy tells her mother that Bart did to her. Dear God. Just wait till you hear how this, this wraps up. Oh, <laughs> so, I don't want to know. Um, once again, uh, Kathy is trying to get uh, Chris to listen to her about Joel. Um, Chris finds the house in Charlottesville. Um, once again, the twins aren't in their bed, and Kathy finds them in the chapel with Joel and Bart. And then the phone rings. Um, Chris is supposed to be home. It's getting later and later and later. He's not home. What happened to Sorry, Chris? I got distracted by your cat. Sorry. What happened to Chris? He dead. He dead. Yeah. Died in a car wreck. Yeah. Just like his dad. Oh, who else did this happen to? Because yeah. do they describe the sins the of the thing? father? <laughs> At first I thought, this isn't real. Yeah. Like this is a dream Kathy is having or something. Yeah. No, it's real. It's so lazy. He dies <laughs> in a I guess there's a car wreck and he's a doctor and a good Samaritan. We know Chris is a good man. Yeah. So he gets out of his car to help the people who were injured in this car wreck and then someone hits him and <laughs> runs place to hit and run on the highway and and, and, he and, dies. and what he was doing is he was giving free tube tyings to all the women who were in the, in the car accident so <laughs> just, brave yeah just like i see tubes gonna tie him <laughs> damn it so uh he dies um and kathy i guess just kind of loses it but then it kind of sums up everyone's life so jory and tony are married he knocks her up. Good going. It's it's another one of those things that she does in all these books so, where it's just like the end of uh, like fast times where it's yeah. like, yeah, here's what happened to this person. <laughs> um, and Joy died uh, in Vietnam. Cindy, <laughs> oh, that was a while ago, dude. This is the 80s. Yeah. Come on. Get with it, Blake. He died in the 80s. You know, it's the 80s because of Bart's profession in the end of the book. Do you remember what he becomes? Oh, he was briefly in Oingo Boingo. No. <laughs> I wish. That would have been a much better ending. He hung well, out with Danny Elfman. It would have told us what time it was. Yeah. No, but this is actually a, a more of a, a reflection of, of the Reagan era. Um, Cindy becomes a rising starlet. And Bart And he's becomes... a defense contractor. <laughs> no. Bart becomes a televangelist. <laughs> Which is hilarious. What? And and in fact, I think Kathy's watching them on TV and Cindy shows up to sing with Bart. <laughs> and he's supposed to be great. Yeah. You know, like he's like, he's he's a like great a Jim man Baker. Now. Is he's like selling? Awful I mean, that's shit. what I'm imagining. Oh, I, mean, I don't think he's selling stuff. I think he's probably taking money. For this prayers. was I mean, in, in the 80s. They weren't. Uh, there was this much money for prayers. They didn't have right? the food buckets yet. They didn't oh. take money for prayers. That kind of thing. Excuse me. Uh, like on TV, or to keep like their TV service going. But I think like. Uh, Robertson, Baker, and Swaggart were mostly, yeah, they must have been taking like they had to have money somehow to keep their ministry. I mean, they going. were they like donate had, to our ministry. Those were like the, the first like huge. Yeah. Well, uh, you forgot Bart Winslow. So right. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, and they all went down in scandals. Like, well, we don't know about Bart. I haven't finished the eighth book yet, okay. so I'll let you know. It's it's just um, is it going to be. Uh, uh, tax fraud? Is it going to be sleeping with a... Playboy like, model? 
Well, she wasn't in Playboy until yes. after. She was a secretary, right? Yes. For the yeah, ministry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jessica um, Hahn. Yeah. 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 Or Mel, <laughs> it's Mel. crazy that we were... Remember uh, I remember because she was a Jessica, and I know oh, Jessica. Gotcha. I remember my Jessica. I know my Josh's. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Swagger was the, the same sex sex worker. No, that's, no. that's Ted, Ted, Ted Hagee? Ted Hagee? The guy from... Uh, uh, that's the guy from uh, Jesus Camp. Ted Haggerty? Ted Haggard. Yeah. Haggard. I was, I'm Haggard. Me- mixing they him all, up with, the same. with uh, uh, I'm guessing John Hagee. Like, there's some, like, ugh. Baker was the one who slept with Han. Or was it Swagger? No, it was no, Baker. No, Swagger was doing. It was uh, Tammy Faye's husband. Right. He, yes. He did. and He had an extramarital affair. Swagger was just doing fraud. Fraud. Yeah. The only one who still stayed was Graham. I mean, he's yeah, dead now, Graham, but he didn't have Graham the, never had any real yeah, scandal. Yeah, he never had any scandal. I'm guessing that, uh, who is it, Bart? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing his scandal was sister spanking. <laughs> was it something related to that? I mean, that was his kink, if, maybe. If if he had a long enough timeline on, uh, uh, if these books kept going, the next book would it be about how he lost his ministry because people saw him. His sister was coming to sing a song. She was coming to sing uh, uh, Watch the Lamb, or, uh, and he started spanking Yeah, her, her yeah. dress, a button was missing. Something was a little like, too revealing, and he just not bent her over his knee. Below the feet. <laughs> below the feet. And then he gets canceled as hell. Yeah. So, if anyone wants to know what happens to Kathy, she is drawn back to the attic. Um, Where she always wanted to be. She's happiest in the attic. Happiest in the attic. She goes up there. She um, she decorates with paper flowers like they did when they were children. Paper flowers everywhere. She even reconstructs the strange-looking worm and snail that the twins had created. And that's where she dies. I think uh, she's found in the attic. Yeah. Good grief. Dead. I don't know if she took some pills. I don't know if she just knew it was her time like dogs or cats do, and they go off somewhere to be alone because they just know like, that they're going to die. And one thing I read implied... She died of a broken heart. Maybe. Which she did, but because everything in your life was broken <laughs> because you were put in that attic to begin with. Yeah, but. Why did they build another attic? I just don't <laughs> Stop understand. Stop building these attics. Stop building recreations of this one. place. Don't build temples. Yeah. Uh, rich people, don't build private temples. Yeah, don't build private temples. You That's can the see first them thing. from Google Maps, all right? <laughs> right. For gut satellites. Stop it. We know what's going on in those temples. If you're, if you're building a private temple on your private island, it's not to They're worship probably spanking God. sisters <laughs> or other women. The sisterhood of spanking. Uh, so that's... That's it, unless you count um, the prequel, which I read, uh, because like most women, I go above and beyond in my research (laughs) and don't get acknowledged for all my hard work. Which I do not do. (laughs) Um, Well, I remembered um, Garden of Shadows actually being kind of good, and it was. I think it's more, I don't want to say fun, because it's all about trauma, as all these books are. Um, But it follows the grandmother, Olivia, and how she became to be who she is. So here is why. And I don't know if it's revealed. I can't remember if it's revealed in the in the previous books. Here is why the Corinne and her half uncle thing is so frowned upon is because they are not actually half uncle and niece. They are brother and sister. Dun dun dun. <laughs> um, I guess that Malcolm, his father had married a young bride and brought her to the mansion and died suddenly because Malcolm was constantly forcing himself upon this woman. And 
one night the father came in and found him trying to force himself on his wife and they fought and the father had a heart attack and died and the wife stayed there and Malcolm would go nightly and I guess rape her and guess what happened? She gets pregnant and Olivia's great idea is to pretend that she herself, Olivia, is pregnant and so she keeps stuff in like a bigger pillow up there every month. I don't know. But they take, they fake that she is moving. This, this young widow is, uh, is moving. Can but, I, can I guess where she's going to be put? Where do you in think the time she's going to be put? She's not uh, technically moving. Where do you think? I'm, is it an attic? It's an attic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say basement, but that, <laughs> attic is my number two. It's, it's the attic. Okay. She's up in the attic. Um, and of course, Olivia tortures her. Um, and it starts out like, cause Olivia is a teen and she gets married to this guy, Malcolm, this guy, Malcolm, we talk about him a lot. Um, but he, it's a very whirlwind wedding. She herself is a tall, tall girl and her dad, and she's wealthy on her own. And Malcolm basically just marries her to inherit her fortune. Even though the father of Olivia, Olivia makes it very clear that he will never be able to touch Olivia's money. Like, anyway. But she thinks it'll be a relationship of love and tenderness, and it never is. <laughs> Basically, both the sons that she has are products of rape. Of course. Cause, right, yeah, it's yeah, a V. Sanders It's a V. Book. Sanders yeah, book. Yeah. And then uh, the young widow uh, is in the attic pregnant with who is later Chris. Yes, because Chris is a junior, right? Uh, I mean, probably. Yeah. So... <laughs> Now I'm confused. No, she already had a son named Chris with her, okay, with her husband who died. Chris is already alive. She gives birth to Corinne, and that's the one that they pretend is, is their daughter, and so they pretend that he's her half-uncle, but really their brother and sister. It's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. So they're half-brother and sister, because they have the same mother. Yeah. But different fathers. It's what it, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that book. Um and how that came to be. And then I uh, decided to read Christopher's Diary, Secrets of Foxworth. <laughs> not worth your time, guys. It's not very good at all. Um, it's it's the story of a... This is getting no hooves. Yeah, this is <laughs> no hooves whatsoever. <laughs> um, it's a story of a girl, and it's more contemporary setting, probably. Because it's a newer, it was written... It, it was written newer. I yeah. mean, I'm just going to say it was probably... They don't really give a time period, but we'll just say it's, it's contemporary. And... Um, Foxworth Hall is burned down again. Well, I mean, torch it every yeah. time. The second you see someone <laughs> trying to build it up again, just start Jericho marching around it. Let's get that place down. Yeah. So uh, the father is um, of this young girl is um, a contractor, and he is doing a bid on what used to be the Foxworth Hall, which, of course, all the kids are like, it's spooky, and they go there and spook each other out and there's just all kinds of rumors which to me here's what doesn't make sense if kathy wrote those memoirs were they published because we're we're led to believe that flowers in the attic is a real book that kathy wrote right yet in this book no one knows what happened at foxworth manor right like, no one knows I, I i think the only solution is that uh she wrote it and never got published 
I guess. As it never should have been. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that just doesn't make any sense to me because everyone in town just has rumors like, oh, I think there were children locked up there yeah. or something. But no one really knows the story. But in the previous versions of the book, we're led to believe that she wrote flowers in the attic and that's how we have it. Yeah. And know the story. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I get really confused every time I try to think <laughs> about it too hard, so I shouldn't. But honestly, this book is a big letdown. If you are looking for... Any kind of juicy secrets? Not here. They, these are not going to be found in this. They're attic. not good. Also, the girl apparently is the daughter of someone who is a distant relative of the Foxworths. The girl who finds Chris's journal and is reading it. And I'm on the second book in this now. There's two of these. You're still going. I gotta know. <laughs> <laughs> what are these secrets? There aren't a lot. I think the juiciest thing is when, and I haven't finished it yet. But basically, the girl becomes obsessed with um, the Dollinganger story as she's reading Chris's journal. And she's also got her own struggles. She's a teen girl. She meets, she's dating the most popular boy in high school, of course. Nice. And she reveals to him that she has this journal. And at the end of this book, he's like, hey, what if we uh, read it together, but we reenact it in your attic? And so in the next book, they are reading the excerpts of the um, the journal in the attic but they are pretending that they are Kathy and Chris. At one point, this is the creepiest part. The boyfriend, she goes downstairs to get snacks or something and comes back up. And he has on a blonde wig like Christopher's. <laughs> so he can look more like him. Um, but what's really annoying about the book is like after each journal excerpt, she sits and, and thinks and questions things like, well, I guess if I was locked up in an attic and I was dealing with my own sexuality, how would I react? Like, it's all just yeah. a bunch of filler. Like, I just want the freaking journal, dude. Right. <laughs> I don't care about this girl. Let me read about how Chris gets a boner when his mom comes up in her dress before the Christmas party and he sees her cleavage. That's what I want to read. Not enough of that. One one hoof. Me, me, <laughs> me putting on a blonde wig and bringing up the piss, picnic basket is uh, when girlfriends say, Maybe once a year on your birthday. <laughs> oh uh, well, anyway, um, there are, by the way, two more books in this series after Christopher's Diary. There is, I think, one's called Secret Brother. And <laughs> I oh, that I read title. the premise. I have not read the book. I read the premise, and I think Corey's still alive. I don't think he actually died. And, um, I wonder if they're going to smooch. Yeah. The next one... Is coming out and it's written from the perspective of, I think it is Malcolm's mother. So it'd be Kathy's great great grandmother. Can't think of a character I'm less interested in. It's about the mother that Malcolm is obsessed with, Corinne. Right? Wasn't his mom named Corinne, and that's yeah. why he named his daughter Corinne. Yeah. So it's from her perspective as a young bride married to his dad at living at Foxworth. So anyway. Will we do check-ins every once in a while? I mean, if you want to. If the fans demand it, I'll let you know if you, there's any good You juice. are welcome to check in all you want. We're going to put the other books behind a paywall. <laughs> <laughs> Lap it up, people. But anyway. You VC Andrews pigs, come and get it. I just want to say that I'm proud of us for making it through these. I'm Well, yes. I'm, I'm proud that we're done. <laughs> I'm very happy. Uh, yeah, so we're done with I'm VC I'm ready Andrews. to move on to... Real teens and something real fun 
Something short. Yeah. Are you going to rate this before we go on? Uh, Seeds of yesterday? Same as the uh, two hooves. Two hooves? Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll agree with two hooves. I might have given it three. Yeah, I don't want to say two and a half. Like, I don't want to picture a horse uh-huh. who's had one of its hooves, like, uh-huh. partly taken uh-huh. off. But, but you want to picture a horse with just two hooves? Just a bipedal. Of <laughs> two and a half? Yeah, but it's on the, 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 on either, like, the, Front left and back right, so it's oh, still so kind it's of, even. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's like a Bojack Horseman, I think. <laughs> oh, so he's he's he has two hands. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, that ruins my rating system because I need there to be up to five hoofs and horns. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, well, I will we've say. Gone. Too long. <laughs> I will say I did like this one a little more than the last one because it was trashier. Yeah. I liked it more than Pedals on the Wind too. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I guess this is our second favorite. Yeah. Can, <laughs> can, congratulations saga. to this book. On. <laughs> Sounded so horny. <laughs> so very horny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I think we've got a theme for next our next two episodes, right? It's back to school. Yeah. We've got a theme going on. What's our theme? It's our theme is... Mean uh, girls. <laughs> girls bullying bullies. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just girls bullying each other. So what's our first book? It is called Slam Book. Anne M. Martin. Yeah, the BSC queen. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll just read the tagline here. You can write anything in a slam book, (laughs) no matter who it hurts. Yeah, I can't wait for this. I don't care who they hurt. This is. Can you give us a quick synopsis? Do you want to read the the back? These these girls, uh, they're mean. Uh, Should I read the whole thing? Step aside, Lindsay Lohan. Give give our (laughs) listeners a taste of what the future holds. Okay, well, first, the next. the title here is The Popularity Game. <laughs> okay. In junior high, everyone knew Anna, but getting noticed at Calvin High was going to be much more difficult, and the last thing Anna wanted was to be a nobody. So she and her friends start a slam book. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do? I yeah, thought slam books were anonymous, so how does that get you known? Well, anyway. Y- if okay. you tear down everyone else, maybe I guess you, so. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I've just noticed that Anna and her friends are the only ones not in the slam book. Okay, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Anna's cousin promised that it would be the key to popularity. Anna, don't listen to her. Uh, All Anna had to do was buy a notebook and make up pages for people at school. Cute guys, nerds, friends. Then the book got passed around, and the kids wrote what they really thought about those people. It sounds like they're making a yearbook. And then people started saying me. Okay, anyway. The slam book did make Anna and her friends the center of attention. Everyone wanted to read what was written in the slam book. But then the comments started getting cruel and vicious. It was all supposed to be a game. Never read the comments. <laughs> Never read the comments. <laughs> How was Anna supposed to know that someone was going to get hurt? Really hurt. And I want to read a one review from Publishers Weekly. Uh-huh. Gritty, well-paced plot <laughs> guarantees that this this novel will involve readers from start to finish. This shit is grim and gritty and dark as hell. Well, I'm pretty excited to actually read a real teen book about teens. Uh, I just opened it. No, Josh, don't read I'm- ahead. Someone just claims to have killed someone. No, Josh. Oh, okay. I'm probably going to cut that out. Alert, Josh. No. I don't. I don't think someone really dies, right? I don't know. I mean, in well, a slam book, anything can now. happen. Anything can happen. Book ruined. Great. All right. Well, it's been really fun uh, talking about this for an hour fourteen. <laughs> oh man, 15, record 15. record. Uh, it's a long book. It's like 500 pages. So yeah. I'm proud Damn. of us for keeping it that short. Well, um, if you are interested in following our Instagram, uh, you can follow us at Are You There Pod. Josh, you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no. Bookstore? Uh, uh, nah. Any events coming up at the bookstore? 
Uh, not by the time you hear this. Okay. Well, is that? No. Uh, no. <laughs> Any good books you've read that you want to promote? Yeah, there's one called Seeds of Yesterday. Okay. By... <laughs> <laughs> I honestly haven't read anything in the last, uh, like, two weeks except for these books. I feel the same And way. I'm so grateful to be done. That's yeah. what, one of the reasons I'm so excited to read these uh, teen The rest short... of this is going to be lighthearted fair. We will yeah. never do another VC Andrews series again. If we see a series is about uh, trauma, <laughs> we're probably going to avoid it. No, thank you. Um, I want to thank Blake for our theme song. Thanks, Blake. You have a band. It's You're welcome. More of that. Where can we, we listen are, to more? Our album is streaming everywhere, and you can buy it at moreofthat.bandcamp.com. Awesome. Well, until next time, we'll uh, see you later, horse girls. No! Damn it! No names! <laughs> <laughs>